Today's reading is from Acts 17, verses 16 to 23, and can be found in your Bibles on page 1113. While Paul was waiting for them in Athens, he was greatly distressed to see that the city was full of idols. So he reasoned in the synagogues with the Jews and the God-fearing Greeks, as well as in the marketplace day by day with those who happened to be there. A group of Epicurean and Stoic philosophers began to dispute with them. Some of them said, what is this babbler trying to say? Others remarked, he seems to be advocating foreign gods. They said this because Paul was preaching the good news about Jesus and the resurrection. Then they took him and brought him to a meeting of the Areopagus, where they said to him, May we know what this new teaching is that you are presenting? You are bringing some strange ideas to our ears, and we want to know what they mean. All the Athenians and the foreigners who lived there spent their time doing nothing but talking about and listening to the latest ideas. Paul then stood up in the meeting of the Areopagus and said, Men of Athens, I see that in every way you are very religious, for as I walked around and looked carefully at your objects of worship, I even found an altar with this inscription, To an unknown God, now what you worship as something unknown, I am going to proclaim to you. This is the word of the Lord. Good morning. Happy New Year. Two years ago, when Pam and myself first walked into this church, God spoke to me in a, in a way that he's telling me that he'd been preparing people for a long time for what... Can you hear me all right at the back? He'd been <coughs> preparing people here for, for a long time for what he's going to do. God is about to do something unique and God is speaking to us this morning, I believe, for he, God's heart is aching. He wants to hear us communicating with him. He wants to hear us speaking to him, listening to him. He wants to communicate. There are those here amongst us that have been um, on the, uh, in the church for many years, and I think in all that time God has been preparing you for what he's about to do. There are others that have come along that God has called in, like Pam and myself. And together, collectively, as the body, God is preparing to do something unique in this church and in, in the island. And I believe if we continue to have faith and trust him and move forward in faith, seeking him, listening to him and not to the things of the world but to the things of God, then he will guide you into where he wants to take you. And I'm saying these few things just um, as an introduction. He's been speaking to me also recently about new perspectives. And this applies to me personally because of my background and I'll try and explain a little about that in a few moments. Paul said in, <coughs> to the Ephesians, I keep asking that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that you may know him better. God wants us to know him better. God has been speaking 
directly to me personally because of my background. The dictionary defines perspective like this. It's a proportion of part of a subject. There are several ways we can look at issues, problems and difficulties. We need spiritual insight. We're not going to be able to do it in ourselves. We're not going to be able to face the problems that are there. And the problems are spiritual and not physical. We're engaged against spiritual darkness in heavenly places that wants to stop us doing what God is calling us to do. And we won't do it in our own strength, only by God's grace and strength and anointing we can (coughs) get stuck in a mould becoming blinkered. Some of us can remember just after the war when I was a child that the milk was delivered on a horse and cart. Bread was also delivered on a horse and cart. But the horse that was pulling the cart was blinkered, if you can remember, because of the attractions of the traffic would disturb and and, and hinder the, the horse at the front. All the horse could see was in front of him. And we can get stuck in a mould because probably some of the difficulties are in our background. We're all brought up in different ways. And we have mindsets. And we can only see in a certain way, often. But God wants to change that. When we become a Christian, the Bible tells us that whoever is in Christ is a new creation. All things pass away and all things become new. And God is calling us to move forward in him. He wants to keep cleaning us up. He wants to strip away the things of the past. Let that mind be in you that was in Christ Jesus. God has brought us out of the darkness into the light. And he's calling us, each one of you is a special person in his sight. He knew you while you was in your mother's womb. You're unique and we've all been called. Those of us who are trusting Christ have been called. He chose us. I think one translation puts it this way, that he hand-picked you. He chosen you. You're unique. Whoever you are, you are unique in yourself. And God has got his hands upon you and he knows you, warts and all. Often the problems can be our own background and our own upbringing and God wants to mould us and change us into the person that he wants us to be. And that process takes time. Often he'll keep... I'm actually rushing on because I realise that the time this morning is limited and I'm trying to keep to uh, a reasonable time. But God keeps stripping things off and we can look back and see where he's brought us from and he wants to give us a vision of where we're going to go, particularly in 2020. And I I believe that God is wanting us to look at things in a fresh way, to have a new perspective of where we're going. Seeking God with his vision, 
seeking God to know his mind. We can't, we can't do it, do it, in, it ourselves. in ourselves. We can't, we can't operate in the flesh. We've got to operate in the spirit. God is spirit. And we communicate with him through our spirits. And he, speak, he wants to speak to us in that way. Paul took the gospel to mainland Europe. I want to speak on a couple of these verses before I sit down on the reading that Felicity read so well to us. It was a difficult reading because there was one or two words there that was difficult to cope with. Athens was a city of 1,000 years of history. While Paul waited for Silas and Timothy at Athens, his spirit provoked within him when he saw that the city was given over to idols. Athens was full of idols and false gods, very much like our own country today. Godlessness all around. How much does this affect you? Does it, I mean, we, we, we've noticed this Christmas that Jesus has hardly been mentioned on any of the television. Everything is becoming godless and humanistic. And God has called us to stand firm and trust him and be the people he's calling us to be. They glorify or they gloried in past greatness. They were the founders of democracy. It was a centre for philosophy, literature, science and art, but hard ground for the gospel. And that's exactly what I find when I speak to a lot of people and have been speaking to people for almost 40 years. God seems to draw to me people who have been to university and have an academic background and I don't understand that because God brought me out of the gutter and, and a different way. But often our minds can get in the way of what God wants us to do because we're thinking about things in an academic way and, and it just confuses what God wants to say to us. And it's so simple that it's so difficult and people often just miss what God is wanting to do in their lives. Paul was provoked to anger at all the godlessness. What do you feel about what's going on on the Isle of Wight now? What do you feel about what's happening in the nation? Decisions that the government have been making. Policies that have been different to what we've been used to. This is a different country to what I remember when I was younger. God showed Paul a way to reach these people. He gave him a new perspective. Paul focused on their interest in religion. When Paul stood in the midst and said, Men of Athens, I perceive that in all things you are very religious. He used their interest in religion to reach them. And what he did, he gave them the gospel from the shoulder. Normally he would debate and talk and, and communicate to small groups and talk to them about the things of God. 
But God showed him a different way and he just stood up in the midst of them and preached the gospel of Christ to them straight from the shoulder. A new perspective. If we look at problems in various ways, God will often show us a simple way to put them right. Now I've discovered that myself because my background is anything but academic. And I tend to be a person who is straightforward. Often I don't think too much about other issues or other ways of communicating. I often go for the, for the first thoughts that come to my mind. And the way that I've been brought up will, um, will, will demonstrate in my life what I think should happen or how things should be done. God is changing me from that. I'm a lot better now than I used to be, and I'm sure Pam will agree with that. But God wants us to see things in a fresh way and have a fresh look at what we're focused with or what we, what, what's before us, particularly now in the church in this coming new year. And he wants us to have a vision for where we're going. If we aim at nothing, we will hit nothing. We've got to know where we're going. And the only way we'll know where we're going is if God directs us. And if we're in that spiritual relationship with him, he will give us direction and purpose. Dwelling on problems is not the answer. We're going to have some kind of a vote today. Some people might see it all as problems. Face them and deal with them in Jesus' name. We walk through problems in the name of Jesus. Paul said, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And if we have God's will, God's mandate, it will happen. God will always finish what he begins. And God will always pay for what he orders. He won't pay for what he doesn't order. So if we have God's plan and purpose, it's got to happen because God doesn't make mistakes. God is perfect in all his ways. And if we trust him and walk in his ways, our lives will change and grow. We're surrounded by darkness and the darkness is getting deeper. Isaiah said, Arise, shine, for your light has come and the glory of the Lord is upon you. As we rise and shine, so the darkness around us will diminish. But as the darkness gets stronger, the light will also get stronger on God's people. God wants us to come to him, relate to him, listen to him, shut out the world and focus our minds on the things of God. And he wants to communicate to us as many prophecies given in the church. And I'm sure through some of these words that have been given, God is trying to speak to us. But we have to know his mind. We have to be in a place where we can hear him. And we have to be united as a body in unity.
Face the problems. Don't run away from them or push them under the carpet. Face them in Jesus' name. I can do all things in Christ who strengthens me. Greater is he who is in me, in you, than him who is in the world. That's the darkness. You worship God, and yet you don't know him. Verse 23, For as I was passing through and considering the objects of your worship, I even found an altar with the inscription to the unknown God. Therefore the one whom you worship without knowing him, I proclaim to you. He proclaimed the gospel from the shoulder to these people. They had no understanding or knowledge of the living God. They were in darkness like I was. In many ways I'm still in darkness because we, ne we never arrive. We're learning all the time. I endeavour to try and be teachable and listen particularly to older people that's been on the road a long time. Listen to other people. To admit there is an unknown God means there is a God, but you don't know him. They, they were a people that wanted to listen to new stories, and they were interested in new sort of ways and philosophies uh, and uh, doing things. They were very interested in philosophy and literature, science and art. But they found it difficult to know God. They knew that there was a God somewhere, but they couldn't communicate with him. They were in darkness. To admit there is an unknown God means there is a God. Wisdom is seeing things from God's perspective. And I've discovered this myself. The more I read the Bible, the, the older I get, and the more difficulties I face in my life, and problems and opposition, it drives me to know God more to be able to deal with these issues. And it helps us to grow up. So wisdom is seeing things from God's perspective. Doing the will of God can be costly. I'm not going to say too much about this, but obviously we are in a spiritual battle. Paul said we're not wrestling against flesh and blood, but against spiritual darkness in heavenly places. And we've got to grow up and learn and know how to deal with the devil who is imposing all he, is, all he can do against us to stop us doing and being what God wants us to be. And we can't deal with the devil unless we've dealt with him first in our own lives. We grow in strength and power. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me, Paul said. That means I can do what God is calling me to do and I can deal with the darkness. I want to encourage you to keep pressing on. You've come too far to turn back. If God is ordering something, it will be done. 
All we have to do is stand firm. Paul said, um, I'm pressing on, but I've not arrived yet. I want to encourage you to keep to what God has put within your heart and to continue to trust him and not look at the circumstances or the politics of all that's going on, but just seek God's face and collectively get to know what God wants us to do in 2020. Often I used to operate in such a way that I would have goals throughout each year of my ministry. I would know where God is taking me and what my calling was. I won't go into it all because we'll be here all day. Um, But there are goals that we set and we can aim to reach those goals at various stages throughout the year. And if God is calling us to fulfill those goals in, in where he's leading us, we will achieve something that will bring glory to him. If we have God's plan and vision for 2020, it will be right, because God is never wrong. But the key is having faith. We walk by faith, not by sight. And it's a spiritual walk. And just in closing, I just want to mention one or two things of learning God's way in my own life. When I shared my story here some time ago, I mentioned about God speaking to me about the centre of the nation, the heart of England. And that was what God had called me to do, was to establish a ministry in the centre of England which was known as Heart of England Outreach. But I assumed in those days, when I was a lot younger, that it would happen quite quickly. But I soon discovered it wasn't so easy. Because for 40 years I went round in circles until last year it was culminated on the, on the green in a place called Meriden, in the centre of the nation, when uh, the whole thing was fulfilled. But what I'm saying is that Moses was in the wilderness for 40 years. We can't operate in our own time. It's always in God's time. And as we progress in faith, while that is happening, God is doing something in our lives and changing us, and teaching us, and stripping off the old, and bringing on the new. I could go on, but I want to encourage you this morning to hear God's voice, and know what he's leading you to in 2020. Be future focused. There is no, uh, there is no more focus or no more percentages in the past. There is no more potential in yesterday. It's past, it's gone. All we can do is look to the future and be willing to change. If it's God's will, I want to encourage you to agree to do God's will and not your own.
We can have mindsets about where we're going to go. We can have mindsets about what we're going to vote on and what we're going to do and what the church should be doing. But God's will may come over that. And we've got to be willing to change. God has a plan and a purpose for you and you're not a mistake. And in conclusion, we need each other. Jesus said, love one another as I have loved you. By this, all will know you are my disciples. So in all this, and as time goes on, the relationships in the church will deepen because the love will develop if we work at it. And people out there in the community will want to know what is happening in that church on Sundays. They're coming out with a big smile on their face. They look very happy. They love to be together. Something is going on. And that is how the Holy Spirit will start to move in the community. But it starts here first. Shall we pray? Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Father, we want to know your will. We want your kingdom to come in our lives, in the church. We're seeking, Lord, your leading. We're seeking your grace. We're seeking you for new things, Lord, which you've put before us. We're seeking you for wisdom. Help us, Lord, to know where you're leading us in 2020. Help us, Lord, will you, to relate to the people that you've sent to help us and, and to achieve your purposes. We're not interested, Lord, in the things of the world. We want to serve you. And we want you to be glorified in this place, in our lives. Father, change me. Help me, Lord, to listen and to seek you and to know your voice. If we love one another as you have loved us, then they will know that we are your disciples. Help us to love one another. Help us to submit to one another. Help us to encourage one another. And help us, Lord, to grow in the things of God, that it will bring glory to you. Lord, it's your church. You're the head of the church. Jesus, help us. And Lord, through your strength and the victory of the cross, you've defeated the devil. And the devil is defeated and all his power is diminished. Father, by your grace, we stand against all darkness that's coming against the church, that's hindering uh, your work in this place. The powers of darkness that are causing division, the powers of darkness that are causing doubt and discouragement, we break in Jesus' name. And Father, will you fill each one of us afresh this morning with a fresh anointing, fresh infilling of the power of the Holy Spirit to walk with a new spring in our step into 2020. Believe in, Lord, that you're leading us and guiding us. 
And I pray for each one of us, Lord. And anyone that's sick in this place this morning, and issues in family, Lord, will you come with healing in your wings and touch each one at their point of need and bring healing, Lord, and blessing and release. Go from them in Jesus' name, powers of darkness. In Jesus' name, go in Jesus Christ's name.